Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Hughes 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. When we last left our heroes, Betsy Bird's family had just all gotten COVID. Betsy Bird, how are you feeling now? A chew, a chew, Kate, but actually we're feeling great. Yay! That's a great way to start the new year. Uh, It's not a bad way, I gotta say. If you're gonna end the year with COVID, end it where you're the 30% that don't show that much in the way of symptoms. 30%? I'll take those odds. Apparently (laughs) Apparently they say 30% of people don't show much in the way of symptoms. And, uh, And that was us. We fell... All of us were lucky enough to fall into that tiny sliver of the population. So, yay! Kate, uh, what is this uh, podcast that we seem to find ourselves on? Ah, uh, this is Fuse 8 and Kate. That's right! And who are you? I am Kate. And who am I? Fuse 8. <laughs> well, no, yeah, true, kind of, yeah. And Be- Betsy, I also go by Betsy, if, if that's how people prefer to know me by. Yes, and what do we do on this here podcast? We talk about COVID and the new year. Yes, we do. And in fact, people might notice from the slightly tinny nature of my voice that we are doing this once again remotely. I wish I could roll my R's. Can you roll your R's? You're doing it remotely? Oh! Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we are that thing. So I thought we'd kick off this year, kick it off with a book that uh, that, that some dear friends of mine hate. Uh, just to give away the game a little bit, but, uh, they came to me and they said, Betsy, you have a podcast where you talk about classic picture books. And I said, why? Yes. Yes, I do. And they said, have you done this book? And I said, oh, we have most certainly not done that book. And they were like, take our copy, please do with it what you will. So I'm just going to say you might love it. Or you might not, but it was handed to me in the spirit of good faith that we wouldn't like it. So, uh, why don't you pull that book out of your bag there? Alright. What's the title on that book? Hooray for what means what? And it's illustrated, oh, well, written and illustrated by... Well, it's written by Helen Lester and illustrated by Lynn Munsinger. That's right, Lynn did the art, yes, that's right. Yes! Yes, they did. Those so, two. When I first read this, I read it as Hawaii for Wadney. What? You know what? Not enough children's book picture book titles <laughs> end with what? 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 What do you want? What? What? <laughs> I think that would be a really good way. If anyone's listening who makes picture books, I highly recommend you end your next picture book title with what? what? That's that's just the best way. Just the best way. All right. You have the book. Go read that book. All right. All right. While Kate does her read, let's get a teensy tiny insy bincy little ditty bitty 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 bit of background information on Who Wait for Wadney Wet. Uh, the book came out in 1999 to universal praise. Got high scores everywhere. Not a review, disliked it. Everywhere, everybody loved it. On her website to this day, Helen Lesser says it's one of three books she's written that she's particularly proud of. 
Uh, she, she also says that Hawaii for Wadney Wad has been the choice of children in 17 states. So, as you can see, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And we're back. You read a book! So we got this rat. His name is Rodney Rat, but he can't pronounce his R's, hence why the name of the book is called Hawaii for Wadney Wet. Yes. Right, right there in the title, just in case you were going to miss it by some chance, yes. Yep, so let's just really emphasize his speech impediment and make that a priority, especially when the books that he surrounds himself with include, and I quote, pronunciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, if your book makes fun of your speech impediment, maybe you shouldn't read that book. That's Just... sort of a problem right from the start. And I should say, this particular speech impediment does have a name. Uh, it's rhoticism. Uh, when my son had a, had a good friend who had it in first grade, it was quite pronounced. So this is not an uncommon uh, speech impediment for kids to have. Uh, what What is uncommon is when you have slippers of your species uh with the heads on the feet whoa whoa because beep 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 i'm gonna back a little train up a little bit want to hear about this a little more are you saying that he's wearing rat-headed slippers okay he's not wearing them they're next to the bed (laughs) okay you know what when i have slippers um i admittedly they do not have they don't have human heads on them human heads on them (laughs) This is this is sending me back to when we did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and we pointed out the baby doll heads that are on the fronts of the gar- you know the garbage trucks. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, which apparently was a thing that garbage truck drivers in the seventies would do. They'd put baby doll heads on the front of their trucks, which is creepy. It's just creepy to have heads of your species removed from the bodies and used in any way, shape, or form. I think well, that's fair to say. To to be fair though i don't know if these are rats or mice heads so so if we had like chimpanzee heads on our slippers that would be okay but human heads would be weird i i either way it's weird it's just i mean it's just weird it is yes. kind of weird rodney rat we're talking about this kid he's right a kid. right yes uh i would say probably first grade and he's got count them eight bullies not yeah. one not two He's got his entire class bullying. That's an him. common amount of bullies. I mean, even normally, usually you have a at most a couple, but like he doesn't have a single friend. They all make fun of him for his speech impediment. So they say things like, you know, what's another name for a bunny? And he says wabbit. And how does a train travel? A twain travels on twain twacks. And he's so embarrassed, and I feel so bad for this guy. He doesn't have to answer their questions. He doesn't answer to them, but I, it's, I'm not blaming the victim here. I'm just saying. Well, he kind of does have to answer them, or else there's the fear that he could get beaten up. So That's true. That's true, yeah. You either, you know, he's smaller than all of them, right? He's like exactly. a much smaller... Yeah, he's a tiny rat compared to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And with all this teasing, he, you know, he barely talks in class. He eats his lunch alone and he hides inside of his jacket. This mm-hmm. is the, it's, uh, oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's so this sad. This is a bullying culture where the teachers are nowhere in sight. Like if you see eight kids surrounding one on the playground, generally speaking, they're not having a one on, you know, a deep conversation at the time. You should check out what is going on. 
but nobody does. Yeah, and she doesn't ask, like, why he's talking so quietly in class. She's just kind of like, well, all right. So then, one day, a new student comes into the class. A very, it says, a very large rodent uh, comes in, and she says her name is Camilla Capybara, which... Mm -hmm. She she then proceeds to say, I'm bigger than you, I'm meaner than you, and I'm smarter than you. At which point, I looked up capybaras because I was curious as to how much they weigh. Adults can weigh between 77 and 150 pounds. This is my thing. Uh, I, I feel like capybaras are being poorly, poorly shown in this book because I am a huge capybara fan. Um, and they've had a great year. They're they're currently in the movie Encanto. There's a big capybara scene in that movie. There was a book, a picture book out this, well, not this year, but I guess last year. Oh, the year's changed. But in 2021, there was a book called The Capybaras, which was like an anti-Trump picture book. And then here we have a capybara who's being kind of besmirched for naturally being large. Of course she is. They're, they're the largest rodents in the world. She's she's big. And as my favorite comedian, well, one of my favorite comedians, Heather McMahon, would say, thick neck, thin ankles. That's all this capybara is, is thick neck, thin ankles. And she is uh, 100% a bully. So now we've got a bully bullying the bullies. Mm. Great situation. So she's, you know, she's purposely bumping elbows to ears she's stepping on tails she's lying down on desks uh and they all are afraid of her uh and then she also decides to prove how smart she is by you know just saying different math equations and saying what the capital of new york is and uh you know what the pop did you apparently the population of albany new york is 295,594 or it was in 1999 (laughs) (laughs) when this book came out yeah there you go and then uh, yeah so she's answering all of the teacher's questions everyone is afraid of her including of course our main character uh and then just before recess the teacher miss fuzzleworth uh draws a name out of her hat to see who's going to be the leader of the game simon says uh at which point she draws out the hat and who could it be it's I'm going to say his name, Rodney Rat. Thank you for saying his name. Yes, I think it is important to say his name correctly. They keep saying, like, they keep writing it as Wadney Wat. I find that real suspect. I'm like, hmm. That's not his name. That's not his name. And you put it in the freaking title as Wadney Wat. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Anyway, so uh, as soon as the bell goes off, uh, the capybara crushes all of the students, including the teacher, at which point the teacher's got this look on her face of, I'm too old for this. Yeah, no, this is clearly a woman on the cusp of retirement who gave up years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, she, she doesn't care no. at all. No. <laughs> uh, so, right. So they all run out and poor Rodney, he's just terrified now. He's like, well, what is what is the capybara going to do to me? Is she going to like... You know, she's going to breathe at my face or tie me up with my own tail or, like, jump on me. Which, these are all... Or answer questions before I can. I mean, these are all legitimate concerns. So, at this point, um, you know, he he's standing next to a sign that reads uh, PS 142 Elementary School for Rodents. And he, he says, the first thing he says is, Wadney says, weed the sign. 
At which point, um, all the kids start reading the sign because they understand his speech impediment. But the capybara doesn't, and she starts weeding around the sign. At which point, I'm like, who knew that capybaras were so good at weeding? Get one for your garden today. (laughs) Capybara for (laughs) your garden. I mean, they are rodents, for God's sake. You know, they should be good at digging up things. Yeah. I mean, she's doing an excellent job of weeding. Good for her. Okay, so then he says, Wadney says, wrap your paws around your head. So she starts smacking herself. Wapping uh, herself, she's she's whapping, uh, but the text says whap whap whapity slappity whap, which I'm like, whatever. Did she didn't say slap yourself, but all right. Yeah. So she's over enthusiastic. Let's say. So now she's uh, hitting herself, and all the other rones start giggling. Now, if she really were as smart as she said she was, you would think she would realize that. She's doing something different than everyone else, so maybe she's misunderstanding the instructions. Or maybe she feels she has something to prove, and she's trying to she's trying too hard. Is what this sounds like to me. Uh, maybe she's never encountered someone with a speech impediment, so this clearly is the case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now, uh, you know, he says, and now Wadney says, "Play wing around the woozy," in which uh, she starts making her arms like wings and making airplane noises, but she can't figure out where the woesy is or what a woesy is. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, everyone else is holding hands and, you know, going around in a circle. Uh, she, well, first now Rodney, Rodney is now getting a stronger voice as she keeps doing ridiculous things and everyone starts laughing at her instead of him. So he's getting more brave Wadney says, wake the leaves. So they're all raking the leaves, and she's now picking up one leaf at a time, saying, you know, wake up, or come on up, you up, 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 rise and shine, boo, and everyone is just laughing at her. Um, and she's like... I just want to like, speak in a little point, point here. This is very interesting, because usually books like this go by the rule of threes. This has surpassed the rule of threes. She hasn't oh, done yeah. three things, but she's on to four now. And the book is clearly not only inviting the other characters to make fun of her and bully her, but for the reader to make fun of and bully her as well. So exactly. now you are supposed to be mocking her along with the other characters. Yes. But it's okay, because she was the bully first, so that's no, okay. She was the bully second. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's a good point. She was bullying the bullies, which in some books would make her the hero, but eh, okay, moving on. Right, so now they're all all laughing at her, and she can't understand. Including including Rodney, I would say. Well, it's hard to tell, because he's, like, ducking under his paws. Meanwhile, Mm. all the other characters are clearly on the ground pointing and laughing. Yeah. Um, And she's saying, stupid leaves, they won't wake up. And why was everyone laughing at her? Such bullies. So now the narrator is... This is confusing. The narrator is now questioning why everyone is laughing at her. And the narrator is calling the bullies bullies. Well, and the narrator is taking her POV suddenly. So that's unexpected. Why? Okay, so the POV has suddenly leaped. Right. To her POV, and I suppose the kid is supposed to appreciate the irony of the 
bully wondering why they're being bullied. Okay. Mm. So then there's another one. Uh, it says, Wadney says, go west. And all the rodents uh, collapsed in a happy heap for a rest. And so Camilla Capybara, feeling very smart because she could tell the direction of west by the sun, she says, I shall go west. And it says, west she stomped forever. She was gone. And I'm like, um, <laughs> that's, isn't that a problem? Doesn't she have that's parents that might yeah. wonder where their child is? Uh, mm-hmm. But apparently she really was gone forever because from that day forward, uh, the she never came back. <laughs> she just <laughs> died, apparently. And, uh, She's dead, Jim. Yeah. And, and the rodents never teased <sighs> Wadney again. <sighs> oh, did it? So does it really say it, it seriously says Wadney? Yeah. And the rodents never teased oh. Wadney again. He was their hero. Away for Wadney Wet, they cried. Uh, oh, wow. So they're mocking him even in their praise of him at yes. the end there. Yes, exactly. Wow. The end. Okay. So it's funny. My initial reaction was different from that of, of my friend who gave me this book in the first place. So my initial reaction was, you know, let's just talk about speech impediments in children's literature. Um, if a kid has... Uh, in this day and age, if they have roticism, they may actually have a bit of an advantage that they don't have to deal as much with the Elmer Fudd comparisons that I'm sure kids of the past had to deal with all the time. Mm. I don't think he's as well known now um, as he used to be. Not to say it's disappeared, but I'm sure the kids are still teased to a certain extent to this day. And I'm pretty darn sure that when she was writing this book, Miss Lester probably did not work with any communities that work with or have speech impediments. Um, I mean, would you do this book with a stutter? I guess is the best way to put it. Like, if he was a stutterer instead, would you write this exact same type of storyline? And I suspect the answer would be no, of course not. Well, aren't there children's books out there featuring kids with stutters? There are, but they, the most, I'm sure there are older ones. They aren't particularly well known. There have been some recent ones that have been fantastic. I Talk Like the River um, being the most recent, which is a Canadian book. And that book is just amazing, uh, like jaw-droppingly good um, in the era, of course, of a president who has uh, a stutter himself. But I have not read many, maybe there are older ones. I'm not familiar with them. Um, and quite frankly, I don't want to be because they tend to be very much in this sort of same vein. But it was my friend who pointed out like a major problem with this book, which I did. I did notice, but I didn't notice. As, I didn't put into words as well as her. And, and she told me, like, um, for us, what popped out was that the gang made fun of his speech impediment until it served their needs. Mm-hmm. And that the mean girl Hamst- well, Capybara is so much bigger than everyone and is, quote unquote, ugly and fat. And they seem to hate her from the beginning. For no reason other than her appearance. I mean, she does say... Uh, I would disagree with that. Yeah, she she, does bully a bit, but... No, she walks into the room, and the first thing that she says is, My name is Camilla Capybara. I'm bigger than any of you. I'm meaner than any of you. And I'm smarter than any of you. Then she added, so there. Right. I mean, I would say that that's... That's not a a great first impression. It's not a great first impression, but I think that would be a, a response to head off the bullying at the start. I mean, if you are 
a girl and you are larger than everyone else, then you are going to be bullied for that. Um, and so if you are like, well, the only way to get out of that is for me to establish from the start that I'm smarter than everyone, meaner than everyone, um, bigger than everyone. And that way they, sh- they won't mess with me. Um, because she doesn't ever, she does run over people, but oh, yeah, does she, she purposefully like elbows them and steps on their that's tails. True, and that's true. She but is I mean, that is classic. I have been bullied behavior too. I mean, that's her. She's learned that from somewhere. So it's problematic when when we associate fat with bad in a kid's book it's always sort of a problem uh, right from the start there's a lot of problems here betsy oh there's a lot of problems here there's a lot of problems here but the whole like yeah um, we're gonna tease you until you're useful to us and then we'll be your friends we never you know there was a berenstein bears book that someone suggested we do i never did it with you and i guess at this point i won't but there's one where like a skunk moves to town and they're all like, ah, oh, skunks, skunks are awful. They're stinky. Yeah. But then like the skunk helps fight off brother and sister bears bully. And they're like, you're our best friend skunk because the skunk has been useful to them. This is like a whole theme in kids books where like this person's awful. They've helped us. Now they're useful. Now we'll be mm-hmm. friends with them. It's like, yeah, can we get away from that? please? Yeah. That's not great. So, uh, ratings time! Well, I said this is very much like a book we just did, which is Rudolph. So Yeah! There's a lot of comparisons, you're right. You you make fun of the main character for being different. Mm -hmm. Main character does a great thing. Everyone loves main character. Um, this this book does not do it for me. I'm sorry to start the new year off with a low score, but I can't (laughs) score above a three. It's wrong to make fun of speech impediments, and if you have one, Others will only like you if you fix their problems. That's the moral of this story. I don't. Oh, very much so. And then the author herself is making fun of it with the title, with the fact that it ends with them saying "who way for Wadney Wet." They're not saying that nicely. There's no nice way to make fun of someone's speech impediment as you praise them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. That's not an like a like a hopeful moment at the end. Whole lot of issues. No, a lot of issues. I agree with you entirely. Uh, I have to say that uh, for my part, so many issues. I'm I'm actually a two. I'm I'm lower than you. I don't care for this book. Uh, you know, you know, Lester and Munsinger have done many picture books together, and maybe someday we'll do one of their better ones. I have a couple in mind, but uh, afraid to start us off here. This is not one of them, and perhaps should be retired if a teacher is doing it in their usual roster of read-alouds. Perhaps, perhaps we can move on from there. I'm wondering how many letters we might get of people saying, oh, this is 100% a classic book. I was read this when I was a kid, and I don't make fun of kids with speech impediments because of it, so this should be a classic. I, I wonder if we're going to hear from anyone who says that or has that you opinion. You know, I would say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say we will, but not immediately, that this will be something that someone looks up like a year or two from now and then writes in getting angry that we didn't like it because they were specifically looking it up. But I suspect that in this modern day and age that this book has not aged well and it will have few defenders. That is my that is my bet. But we will see. That's your prediction for 2022. (laughs) That's our our 2022 predictions. Let's see how they pan out. All right. All right. And speaking of which, it's letters time. All right. 
we got a bunch here. Um, first one we came up with was uh, regarding Rudolph, the very Rudolph that you just alluded to um, mm-hmm. previously. This came from our cousin Jesse. Um, and it was about, remember when we saw there were in the original picture book of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, certain words are underlined on the pages. Yes. Seemingly without any rhyme or reason. Yes. A lot of people speculated as to why that might be. Jessie had some interesting thoughts. She said, my first thought was that it was sight reading words. So parents and teachers could pause and let the kid read. But the choices are still weird for that. Yeah. Then she was like, are they spelling words for a certain grade's curriculum? I feel like they're too random for that, too. They weren't always long words or complex words. One person, I think, said maybe, like, when if this was going to be read aloud on the radio, these would be the words that you would give give emphasis to. But we tried that, and it didn't work. It does not (laughs) work. So... Yeah, the fact of the matter is, uh, we don't know. We don't know. And the second letter that we have in, this is absolutely fascinating. This is actually goes way, 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 way back. Do you remember Dr. DeSoto, that picture book? Oh, the dentist? Yes, the dentist. Okay. So this came from Sarah Brannon. And she wrote, I was at the dentist today. And when the hygienist found out that I write and illustrate children's books, she started talking about Dr. DeSoto. So I asked her what that little bomb with a flame was on the dentist table and she said it was for melting wax to make a mold for a crown that's how they used to do it apparently way back when i don't know why that flame would just be like continually going yeah it seems a little dangerous Uh... it seems a little dangerous um open flames in general especially if you're going to be using gas in some way i don't know it just doesn't seem like a great idea but yeah mystery solved that's what I say. Grown up things we like. You go first. Okay. So, you know, we, we, we've just rung in a new year. It's 2022 as we record this. And I thought, you know, what would be a better way of spending my, my New Year's Eve than by watching a film about the destruction of Earth? And so I saw the <laughs> film Don't Look Up. Have you heard about Don't Look Up? I have. It's got quite the Oscar cast. Quite the Oscar cast. It was like, how many Oscar winners can we shove into this film? Now let's just shove a couple more. And some on the sides. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's it's by the same people who did the big short and he did Vice and he did all those things. I mean, it's a comedy, like a straight up, not very serious comedy. It is clearly, he says, about climate change. Like where you've got scientists saying this thing's going to happen and the world around just doesn't seem to care in any way, shape, or form. A lot of people have issues with it. Um, some people were just like, well, if it was going to be about climate change, it, it should have done been more nuanced. It's not nuanced. It's bloody blooming obvious and fun. Every single person in this film is having the time of their life playing this part. It's just funny strange, weird, and if you want to see Ariana Grande uh, ad-lib a pop song, because apparently she ad-libbed the lyrics to the pop song in there, and they're very funny. Uh, This would be the movie to see. Okay, and that's on Netflix, right? It is on Netflix. Streaming on Netflix now. Okay, mine is something on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it is the, it's about 
the, about the two hours long. It's the Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts. Oh, yes, uh, I wanted to see that. Yep, it brings together Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, uh, Emma Watson, other cast members and filmmakers across all eight Harry Potter films, and it celebrates the anniversary of the franchise's first film. Um, it goes into each movie. It touches on those that passed away. It's definitely going to make you tear up, so get ready. Um, J.K. Rowling is not in it, except <laughs> they take they take snippets from interviews from 2019. Uh, and I read online that it has nothing to do with her comments on the trans community. It's just that mm-hmm. the comments that she made in those uh, interviews were sufficient enough for this <laughs> anniversary <laughs> film thing. Which yeah, they were. <laughs> sure. What okay. a weird coincidence that they happen to be that far from the past. <laughs> they they don't. I wish they had brought back more people. Like Maggie Smith isn't in it. Um, oh. The guy that played Dumbledore for most of the movies isn't in it. Michael Gambon? Um, That's too bad. Yeah, the, you know, people that are alive that yeah. could have could have been there, but weren't. So, yeah. But, um, I, and I don't want to give any spoilers away. So if you like the Harry Potter movies, I recommend you check this out. Even if you don't have HBO Max, just do the free trial so you can watch this because it's very touching. Excellent. Well, I do intend to see that. I, uh... I, I know my kids would be interested in seeing it as well. I had forgotten that it had just come out. It came out today, New Year's Day, right? Correct. New Year's Day. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, just, an excellent just choice. make sure you have some tissues next to you. All right. Will do. All right. Well, we've rung in the new year with a terrible book. Um, <laughs> but look at it this way. It's all up from here. And uh, and next time I'll, I'll try to do a, a, a good book. How about that? We haven't done a good book in a while. I mean, I'm still waiting for my Mohawk book, so... Oh, what? You want a Mohawk book? All right. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I can't... Can't promise anything, but I uh, I have some ideas. I have some ideas where that might go. So. Okay. All right. Sounds good. But until I find a Mohawk book, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fusing Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our capybara is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.